Okay, welcome back to week number two in review. Once again, we will attempt to review all seven daf pages of Gemara that we learned since last Sunday, which would be from daf tes all the way until daf tes vav, including daf tes vav. Again, so that's seven blot. And again, we'll try to take three or four highlights from each daf, and in this way, we'll have a better chance of retaining some of what we've learned over the past week. Okay, so daf tes. I began with a continuing a conversation that took place with Avchet Amud Bet, uh, which discussed uh, the ability or po- the possibility of saying Kriyashma of night after dawn, or saying the Kriyashma of day uh, before sunrise. And this was what the Gemara was discussing back and forth. And the Gemara really concluded that it would be possible to say the Kriyashma of night after dawn in a case of a onus where you were sick or you were drunk and it was no, you had no way to say before him, as long as you don't say the brach of hashkivenu, which specifically mentions going to sleep, implied by the word hashkivenu. So besides that, you would be able to say the rest of, again, Birchat Krishma and Shema after Alot HaShachar. The Gemara continues to clarify Rabbi Gamliel's opinion that even though he said uh, you could say, or at least clarify the opinion of the Chachamim, that the Chachamim who say Krishma could only be read until Chatzot, that was only Midrabanan. But at the right level, they did agree that you could say all the way up till Alota Shachar. Gemara made a diak from the Mishnah that the eating of the carbon Pesach cannot be done all the way till dawn, because the Mishnah mentioned a few things that could be done until Alota Shachar, but missed out Achilat Pesachim. So the Gemara concludes that we were going, uh, chose like one Tana. In other words, it's a Machlokat Rabbalazar, Ben Azayin, Rabbi Akiva. Uh, for how long, until how, when can you eat the carbon Pesach? We know it's sacrificed by day, but can you eat it until Chatzot or until Alot HaShachat? Basically, the discussion regarding the Pasuk of Achlos Lazem also surrounds the Pasuk when it talks about you could eat it, Bechipazon. Does that mean the Chipazon when the Mitzvah were urging us to leave? Or when Bnei Israel actually left, which wasn't until the morning? The thing where it discusses what exactly regarding this request of Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu that he should request of Bnei Yisrael that they should borrow or borrow against the will of the Mitzrim their clay chesed with clay zav in order to fulfill what Hashem had told Moshe Rabbeinu that we will leave Berachosh Gadol we're going to lead leave with great wealth. Bnei Yisrael was more focused on leaving than money at that point and therefore it required a request. Then the Gemara went on. Then we went on to the Mishnah, which discussed the big Krishma Shal Yom, not Krishma Shal Laila, Krishma of the day, which begins at Mishayakar. And as the Gemara told us, that there's many opinions as to what this Mishayakar is. Bein Tchelis the Lavan, Bein Tchelis the Karsi. Again, all the opinions mentioned in the Gemara. And then the ending time for Krishma, which is three hours into the day, because that's when apparently when the Malachim would get up in the morning. Then the Gemara told us this is the source for Vatikin, meaning Vatikin, which is to say Krishna right before Nates, and they continue with Tefillah after Nates, and that's the greatest Simicha Gula Tefillah. One who does that, the Gemara says, based on Tosfot, also that one who does it is Eno Nizok, one will not be hurt the entire day. Then we move on to Daf Yod, which, which says the famous uh, conversation between Burya and Rameyer regarding the Pasuk of Leitamu Chatayim. Do you read Rameyer Davin that the sinner should be uh, basically removed? He, he should, you know, he was causing him a lot of tsar, this sinner in the area of Rebbe Meir, the neighborhood of Rebbe Meir. And Burya said, what you should be dabbing for is not that the sinner should be removed, but rather his sins. Chatayim velo chotim, said Burya. Then the Gemara, a bit of a gadita, told us about five barchinavshis that David Melch said and sang, and they had to do apparently with five different stages in the world. The Gemara then went on to talk about Chizkiah, 
got a whole uh, half an amud regarding Chizkiyot and Yishayahu, how Kaddish Baruch Hu caused Chizkiyot to be sick and therefore led Yishayahu to go to Chizkiyot. And the Gemara said the reason why Chizkiyot was sick was because he saw that his children weren't going to turn out so well and therefore he did not engage in Puravu and Yishayahu reprimanded him and said that's not the way we do it. We do what Hashem tells us and then we'll let Hashem decide what happens with that. And the Gemara says a couple of good things that Chizkiyot did is they hid a book of Refuos which apparently uh, people, uh, according to the marshal, the doctors were allowed to have the book of refuse, but he still wanted people to seek out help and thereby also seeking out tefillah, praying to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And then the Gemara has a bit of a machloket, what exactly did Isha Hashunamis build for Elisha? Did she build a roof or did she just put up a wall to make another room? The Gemara then goes ahead and tells us a few halachot related to tefillah. It tells us you shouldn't daven on a high place, you should have your feet together, and also regard eating before uh, davening, uh, for sure during shachris, perhaps it might be a lav of lo sochlu al hadam, which is learned, according to the Gemara, as eating before um, tefillah, and the Rambam actually says that this is an iser daraita. So again, shomalot mimamakim, you should daven from a low place, not a high place, feet together like the malachim, and again, one should refrain from eating before uh, shachris. Then Daf Yod Aleph deals with the Machlokas Beishame Beisilol. Beishame learns the Pasuk literally that you should be sitting by Kriyashma of night and standing by Kriyashma of day. Beisilol says it's just referring to a time of day. And the Gemara is very clear, do not do like Beishamai, but rather you should do like Beisilol, of course. Then the Mishnah and the Banu Yivin Alpham uh, tells us about the, the amount of brachos that there are in Berchat Kriyashma in the morning and the amount of Berchat Kriyashma there are at night. And it explains the bracha of Krishma in the morning. The Gemara goes on to say, are two brachot. One is Yotza Aruv Arichoshech, and one is Ahavarabah. So it says, why are we mentioning night in the morning? So it says, we want to, to be clear that there is no God of night and God of day. It is all one God. Therefore, we mention Midat Laila Biyom and Midat Laila, uh, Midat Yom Balayla, we also do. And then the Gemara says that Avarabah can actually fulfill your obligation of Berchat Torah. Because it mentions so much about learning Torah and requests to understand our Torah. And then it goes on to talk about some halachot related to Berchat Torah, which is that, in, at least according to the Kuzhan, the Gemara, we say Berchat Torah on everything. And then the Gemara quotes a machloket as to what the proper nusach of Berchat Torah should be. Should it be Lasuk B'Divit Torah, Aharevna, or Ashabachabanu? And the Gemara likes all of them, and therefore it says we actually say all of those brachot become part of our Berchat Torah. And then the bottom of Yun Aleph Amnibet discusses uh, the tefillot that the Kohanim would say after they'd bring the morning karban, but have abridged a tefillah. And the Gemara on Yubet Amnibet Aleph says that there were those that wanted to include Aseret Dibrot in this whole process. They wanted to include it in Kriyachma. However, it was nullified because then the heretics would say, oh, only the Ten Commandments come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and nothing else comes. So therefore they got rid of that possibility. So again, Aseret Dibrot was not included the Gemara had a um, somewhat uh, unrelated discussion with somebody who made a bracha on a drink, but he started off thinking the wrong bracha, but ended up concluding with the right bracha. So the Gemara ends up saying that as long as he ends off, whatever you conclude, and it's the proper conclusion, then, um, I'm sorry, in, in one case, the Gemara, sorry, the Gemara ends off with a suffix. I'm sorry, I apologize. The Gemara ends off with a doubt. In a case where somebody's holding a glass of beer and he thinks it's grape juice, so he starts off thinking Bar Pirgafen, but ends up actually saying the right bracha of Bar of Shahakol Niyeb Bidvarom. So the Gemara actually leaves off with a suffix, and obviously we assume 
that suffix brachot lehakel, that because it's a dead in the Gemara, we're lenient and we do not, uh, again, in Shulchan Aruch, we do not say to make another bracha. The Gemara at the end uh, mentions the tefillot of Emet Vemun or Emet Vyatsev, that these are in- integral and essential parts of Kriyat Shema. And then it says that uh, this Gemara of Baruch, that when we say the word Baruch, we, we basically go down. And when we say the word Hashem, we stand up. Now this is really not like our practice. What we do is by Baruch, we bend our knees. Ato, we fall forward. And then by Hashem, we stand up. So our practice is based on the Zohar, that again, we first bend our knees by Baruch. The Gemara seems to say by Baruch is we go straight down like a stick. And when we come up by Hashem's name, we go up like a snake, which means we go up slowly with our head first. The Gemara mentions the custom to say Hamelcha Mishpat in the times of Aseret Yimei Tshuvam. Then it says someone who is embarrassed about his sins will be forgiven. Based on the Gemara with Shaul and the story with Shaul and Shmuel. Um, and then it says at the end of this Gemara, right before the Mishnah, that the reason why Vayomer was chosen to be included in Krishna because it has five or six things. It has Tzitzis, it has Yitzis Mitzrayim, it has this whole passage, which very important things regarding straying away from Minos and Avodazara and any thoughts of Avera. The Mishnah on Yubet and all the way, you know, this introduces the famous Mishnah that's quoted in the Haggadah uh, regarding the Machloket, whether to say Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim by night or not, does Kol Yimei Chayach include Yimot Mashiach, or does it include the night? So the, pro, the, the, the question that's raised in the Gemara really is that why we mention it in Yimot Mashiach, the Pasuk seems to say that we forget all of our earlier Tzaros and earlier miracles. Gemara says, no, not that we forget it completely, but it becomes secondary to the most recent miracle, but of course we will still remember it. The Gemara goes on to talk about this is somewhere to Yaakov, that even though Yaakov's name was changed to Yisrael, we still call him by his old name, uh, as opposed to Avram, where actually the, the Gemara seems to say there's some sort of transgression or over Basse, if you call him by his old name Avram, unless you're doing it in a praiseworthy form like the, uh, like Yeshayahu does, the Gemara quotes, I'm sorry, like Nehemiah does, when, again, when he quotes it in the form of a praise, but any other way would be a violation of, of again, Avram's name being changed to Avraham. And the Gemara says, Sarah and Sarah is also not included. In other words, we're still allowed to call her by her old name, Sarah, because it was only directed to Avram that her name was changed. And Yaakov, we're allowed to call him by Yaakov, even though his name was changed to Yisrael, because we see Yaakov, the Sprach himself, continues to refer to Yisrael as Yaakov. Okay, moving on to the next parak, which again is on the bottom of Yud Gemma Aleph, uh, which mentions the different places to stop and interrupt in Krishma between chapters, the middle of the chapter, most of this is not so nagay anymore because Mr. Bro mentions, and we'll address this in the Dvar Halacha and Shol, but Mr. Bro talks about how people are kind of mochel. If somebody says, uh, in other words, if somebody respectable walks in, you don't have to start a conversation with him during Shema. He understands that Shema is not a time to interrupt. However, what it is applicable for is that this is the source for some sort of permitted interruptions during Shema for answering Kedusha and Kaddish. That Tosu says the same way you let it interrupt for people. How much more so is it obvious you let it interrupt for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and things that are Dvarim Shebik Dusha. So that's what the Mishnah um, interrupt, and then the mission also mentions uh, the case of someone who's reading of the Torah that as long as he has kavana to be yotze while he's reading it for other reasons he would still be yotze's obligation and the Gemara mentions the Machloket Rebbe and the Chachamim regarding whether Krishma could be read in other languages or does it have to be uh, specifically a Hebrew it's again it goes back and forth but how to be Dorish, the Pesukim of Vahayu and Advarim and Shema whether it's coming to teach you a different Halachot 
the Gemara continues onto Yud Gemel Amud Bet, which talks about um, all the various opinions of how much do you have to, how much of Shema do you have to have Kavana for it? You just have to have Kavana for the first Pasuk, the first three Pasukim, the first Pasha, the second Pasha, all three Pashiot. Again, there's about four or five opinions mentioned in the Gemara. We seem to conclude only the first Pasuk of Shema Yisrael Shem Lekeno Shem Echad. The whole Shema, you have to have Kavana to fill the mitzvah, but only the first Pasuk do you have to really know what you are saying. And the Gemara mentions other Kavanot regarding the Dalid that we should have in mind that God rules all four directions of the world. It mentions how Rabbi Huda Nasi wouldn't even stop his shir. He would just put his hand over his eyes. And at that moment, he would, again, in the shir, quietly, he would mention just the first Pasuk of Shemam. Because he was Tarum Nata, Tar was living, he was teaching the public. And again, this obviously seems to be the source for covering our eyes while we say uh, Kriya Shema. So again, that's mostly what Yudgim Amun Bet talks about. Moving on to Yodal and Amun Aleph, it says, find very nice to let it interrupt during Krishma, during different parts. What about during Halal Megillah? Maybe reading of Halal Megillah is more stringent because it has to do with Parsume Nisa. And we find certain stringencies related to Parsume Nisa. The Gemara comes out that it seems to be the same rules as Krishma. Completely unrelated uh, discussion is whether you're allowed to taste food on a fast day. The Gemara seems to come out you are allowed to taste. There's a bit of a discussion in Shulchan Arach. Is that only by a individual fast or even by what we would call a tainit tzibor? And then some related halachot regarding what you're allowed to do before tefillah. The Gemara doesn't like so much starting conversations before tefillah, especially if you go over to the person's house, knock on the door and say, hello, you shouldn't take care of your chafetzav, your business before tefillah first. You deal with HaKadosh Baruch and then you deal with your own business. As the Gemara says, someone who does, uh, who is mitpalo first and then goes to business HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will oselo chafetzav. The Gemara mentions the practice to continue Ani Hashem Lokechem Emet, like we do at the end of Kriya Shema, based on a Pasuk in Yirmiya, who puts the two together. And the Gemara really concludes that there's no reason to say the Parsha Vayomer at night, because Vayomer has to do with Tzitzit. And Yitzit Mitzrayim, we can mention Emet Vemunah. So the Gemara just says, we, we, we some reason feel compelled to start it, and once we start it, we will just finish it off. But again, a little unclear why we even start in the first place. That's not mentioned in the Gemara. The Gemara in the Banav Amrbet makes down other reasons as to why uh, the parsha of Vehafta is before Vehaya. Again, the Mishnah mentions that Shema Vehafta goes before Vehaya because that's Kabbalat Almach Shemaim. Then Vehaya, which is Mitzvot, and then Vayomer, which is Tzitzis and Itziat Mitzrayim. Shem Ben mentions another reason is that Vehafta has learning, teaching, and doing. Vehaya has uh, teaching and doing, and, and and the last parsha only has doing. Then it mentions the order that you're first supposed to put on tefillin, and then you say Kriyashma. Rav apparently put on Kriyashma once before. He once said Kriyashma before he had tefillin, because the person bringing him tefillin was a bit late. Um, and the Gemara says at the, at the bottom, anyone who reads Kriyashma without tefillin is like being made edot sheker, is like testifying falsely, uh, because he's talking about the midst of tefillin, and yet he doesn't even have tefillin on him. So one should always have Kriyashma and Tefillin do at the same time, or if someone puts on Tefillin later in the day for some reason, they should repeat Kriyashma based on this Gemara. The Gemara on top of Tesvav Menalov mentions that one should make sure he has a clean body and clean hands before he davens. And that says the Gemara is Zmachut Shamayim Shalema. 
is the perfect way of doing things. And Rebbe said, don't delay your Kishmar Tefillah for the purpose of washing. Again, more detailed halachot mentioned in Shulchan Aruch, whether how far do you have to go to wash your hands. And then Daftat Vav is really one long conversation with, which mentions three opinions in relation to um, um, whether one has to hear the words they are reciting, especially during Kriyashma. And the Gemara uh, really covers three mitzvot, Berchat HaMazon, uh, Kriyat Shema and the uh, making a blessing before separating Chuma, and we really seem to come out the Lechatchila by all mitzvot. One should hear what they are saying, and then the, the bottom of Am Tezvav Amidbet mentions again the idea of reciting Kriyat Shema properly and making sure that you separate uh, words. Like for instance, Al Levavecha. That if you say it together Al Levavecha very quickly, it's going to sound like you're saying one word. Okay, that's the end of week two interview. Chazaka Baruch to all of you who are able to come to daily Daf Yomi. Have a wonderful week.